Welcome back, my beautiful people, to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I am your girl, Tierra Monique, and it is time to talk it up. Well, hello, people. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. It is 2021. So glad to see that you all, or to know that you all have joined me today. I'm so, so um, thankful and blessed to see 2021. I hope you are as well. Many people didn't get to wake up to 2021 and so it's such a blessing for us to be able to see and live in this year it is episode 42 and as you can see today's title is we won't back down and i know some of y'all may know where that came from but those who don't i will further explain that a little bit later on but right now i just want to say that with the new year this is what i was thinking this i guess it's my story time um (laughs) i don't really have a story per se um but i can say this is my thought don't allow the new year to bring on new pressure to do something new the new year always gets people um in this mood of anxiousness um it's like i have to i gotta lose 20 pounds you know before the summer times comes i gotta get my summer body back i gotta i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta do this i gotta do that and for me i told myself no new resolutions i'm not gonna make any more resolutions i'm gonna focus and continue to to i guess perfect what i was trying to do in 2020 and most of us have still need, well, have still, or we still need to continue on the journey um, that 2020 had us on. Um, there's still a lot to learn. Um, but for me, I know that there are still things that I need to do that I was working on in 2020 that I will continue to do in um, 2021. Just because December 31st is long and gone. For 2020 does not mean that I'm going to stop doing what I was doing in 2020 and forget all about it and just try to make something new, you know. Um, So for me, no new year resolutions for me. I'm just going to continue to do what I was working on. I'm going to continue to work on my patience. I'm going to continue to work on time management. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to work on my health, to live a healthy lifestyle, not only physically, but mentally protecting my peace, knowing what I want, what I don't want, learning how to say no and not be a people pleaser. Those were the things that I was working on in 2020. And those are the things I'm going to continue to work on this year. So nothing new, nothing new under the sun, (laughs) if you will. But you know, it is what it is. But before we get too far into it, you know me, we got to pray. So Thank you, God, for 2021. Let us continue to be led by you, trusting you, and praise your name during all life's adversities, good times, bad times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay? Okay. So, um, I want to go ahead and tell you that this episode... I may, I may use a curse word. I just, I'm just going to tell you right now. 
Um, I'm gonna try my best to. God help me. God my tongue, God. But what we're gonna talk about today, um, it's it's a, it's a little touchy. It's a little touchy. So, um, I was gonna have this whole episode on no New Year resolutions and how we should focus on continuing to be, um what we were striving for in 2020 because you know 2020 did do a big number on us all but um i if you, if you were watching the news this week you know what happened you know that on january the 6th a group of people who was given the invitation the permission to storm the Capitol to go from a peaceful protest to let's go up here and destroy somebody else's property. Yes, we are in the United States of America. Yes, the government is for the people. But you don't want nobody coming to your house and destroying your property. So why go and destroy someone else's property? And it was just one of those things that it was like, what am I seeing? Not only did they go and kick doors down and break windows, but there was no resistance. There was no policing. It was like the policing didn't start until way late. The images that I saw on TV were appalling to me. I mean, just just straight appalling. Um, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing into the, the point where, like, how, how do they have so much privilege? How do they have so much privilege where there is no no policing at all none whatsoever none all you saw was one as soon as they knocked the barricade over a police officer went uh the capitol police like they were spraying pepper spray but they were backing up for them while spraying pepper spray not going towards them not going towards them these people attempted to derail the process of the electoral college votes for the president-elect Joe Biden and the vice president-elect Kamala Harris. And it was like, what are you doing? The police weren't doing anything. It just like nobody was doing anything. Nobody. What they tried to do didn't work. It didn't work anyway, even though the police didn't do what they were supposed to do for me in my eyes it didn't work anyway but I but it made me so I was so frustrated I was upset I was shocked but then I was brought back to reality and the reality is that this was inevitable this was inevitable due to the leadership of the United States of America You know the person that's currently in the White House as the president. 
his leadership sucks. Look, I caught myself. I almost said I almost said a curse word. It sucks really bad. He does not show how to be a leader. And you ask yourself, like, God, why is this happening? But I know why it was happening. I know why it was happening. Because it it showed us who people really were when it came down to the president. Who was really for all the foolishness? Who was really I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep a certain party out of the White House, a certain party not to have control over the Senate or over the House. When we're supposed to be the United States of America. We're supposed to be united, not divided. It's not called the Republican and Democrat and Independent States of of America. It's called the United States of America. So when are we going to be united? When are we going to come together and be united? Even when um, Nora O'Donnell, is it Nora? Nora? I think it's Nora O'Donnell. When she um, was asking the um, minority leader, I think that's who it was. She was asking him. Anyway, he was a politician. She was. He was a Republican, and she was asking him. Well, who do you think is responsible for this? Who do you think responsible for this? Even though we know. It's like a, a question where you you know the answer. You know the answer. We all know who was responsible. We all know who sent out the call. We all know who told them to go and do what they did. Because he was a sore loser. But when she asked this Republican lawmaker, who do you think is responsible for this? You know what he said? He said, I think it's everybody who has always condoned this and, you know, and, and never and never talked down talked, you know, down about this. He couldn't call a spade as a spade. Like she was trying to get him to call it. She even said it. Why don't we just call this a call a spade a spade? This is at the hands of Donald Trump. This is at the hands of a person who was elected off of hate off of division people didn't vote for him because they really believed in his leadership they voted for him because they believed that he would invoke the separation of this country from way back when from back in the 60s from the 50s from the 30s from slave days There are people in this country who don't want black people and white people and Asians and Spanish to co-mingle together. Do not at all. They want the White House to be as white as it is. They want everything to be white. They want all of us to go back to where we belong, not realizing that they were not here in America first. The Native Americans were here. So this is not their land. You were brought over here from Europe. You were brought over here from Spain. This is not your country. It's our country. So when are we going to get united? When is this foolishness going to stop? Let's think about that. Do you really 
have it in you to put aside your differences based on your Republican or being a Democratic or independent or being black or being white or being um, high class or low, whatever it is. Do you really have it in you to put that to, to the side to come together and work together for the greater good of the people? Because that's what it's about. Think about that. And we'll get into more of this when we come back from the break. upset I was frustrated but then I had to ask myself why am I mad or you may say Tia why are you mad you, you you know what this is straight white privilege all up and down the actions of a privileged race I was mad because black lives matter that's the first reason why I was mad. Black Lives Matter. If you watch any of the news of last year, if you've been to any protests, if you marched for justice on behalf of the black Americans who died at the hands of fearful, cowardly police officers, if you watch any of the protests you would know why I was mad and why Black Lives Matter was the first thing to come to my mind those people died because a white man or a non-white man who was not black decided I'm going to end your life because I'm afraid of you not I'm going to arrest you and take you into custody and let the justice have its course. Let the system have its course. No. You said, I'm going to take your life into my own hands because I'm fearful of you. You're going to hurt me. So before you hurt me, let me hurt you. But you're the police officer. You have the gun. You have the handcuffs. You have the baton. You are in uniform. You have a right to come as a police officer and to find out what's wrong, what's going on. But you don't have a right to strangle me, to put your knee on my neck, to shoot me over and over again because you're afraid. But that's what happened to Ahmaud Aubrey, to Freddie Gray, to George Floyd, Sandra Bland, and many more. Too many that we should have to even recite their names. But that foolishness that we saw on TV on January 6, 2021 showed you that the police, they're not afraid of their own. They were taking pictures with them inside the Capitol Hill. Inside, they were taking pictures. There is video footage of police officers taking pictures with the people who stormed inside of the Capitol. 
some news anchors trying to categorize them as a mob. They weren't a mob. They were domestic terrorists. They came to destroy by any means necessary, which is so ironic. They don't like black people, but they used Malcolm X's mantra, by any means necessary. Let's make America great by any means necessary. A lady was shot and killed. I don't know who she was. I don't know if she was a part of the group. I don't know if she was a police officer inside of the Capitol Hill. I have not watched any more news since Tuesday. Wanna know why? Because I can't right now. I can't. I don't want to. Because I, I got so upset to the point that I cried. I cried. Not because I had some kind of, you know, sentimental connection to Capitol Hill. But because I thought about all the black and brown people who died at the hands of the police. And we're sitting here watching this. This It looked like a show. It looked like a show. It looked like a, tele, a scripted television show. Not reality. It, looked, it didn't look like true reality. Because true reality would have been as soon as they knocked over that barricade, there should have been some police force. They should have been forcing them to step back. They should have never been able to get inside of the Capitol Hill building at all. But they did. They knocked over barricades. They jumped over walls. They got inside. They went to Nancy Pelosi's office and wrote, We won't back down. That's why today's episode is called, We Won't back down these people were in position to answer the call of their leader who invokes hatred who invokes inequality who invokes ignorance disrespect he does not care and the people who were up there were his puppets they were his army they were pharaoh's army if you want to go bible he was pharaoh and they were his army and they did everything he said everything and everybody else is like moses and israelites and that's what the house that's that's what the senators were at that time but God did make a way <laughs> the good thing was it settled down eventually why because the mayor of DC had to enforce a curfew that she shouldn't have had to do because it started off as a peaceful protest yes you can protest what's going on nobody's taking that right from you you have every right to go and stand in front of the Capitol Hill and protest because you don't want the new president to go into office. That's your right. Was it going to impact anything? No, but that's your business. If that's what you want to do, you can do it. But when your right now crosses over my right, and I'm talking on the on on like 
in a sense, if I'm a senator and I'm in there doing my job and now you're coming to basically hinder me from doing my job by evoking violence and hate, you no longer have a right to do to be there. You no longer have a right to be there because now you have now crossed the line into my right because my right, I have a right to do my job without any violence. I have a right to do my job without somebody uh, trying to come up in, in, in my office building because that's what it is. My office building to stop me from doing my job. It's crazy. They wrote... We won't back down. They were in position. They were in position to answer the call. They answered the call. They answered the call of Donald Trump. They were on a mission of hate, destruction, disrespect. To stop what was already signed, sealed, and delivered. The election was already signed, sealed, and delivered. What they were doing, counting those votes was just a formality it just had to be done it happens every time a president is elected this is what needs just it's just what needs to be done this is what we've been doing for many 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 years oh no we couldn't do it the way we're supposed to do it we had to be threatened our lives had to be threatened our jobs had to be threatened you had to come in here and destroy property to stop something that was never going to get stopped. And it didn't get stopped because they still did what they were supposed to do. President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will still be the leaders of this free country, this free nation. They will still be the leaders in 2021, this year, for the next four years. So you did all that for what? For what? What was all that? It looked it looked like at one point I was watching a a college fraternity whose party has gotten out of hand. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked like a college fraternity party that got out of hand. They were going, yeah, yeah, look what we did. We just knocked inside the window. And all of them going to jail. Because it's circuit circuit cameras all around those buildings so you did that to do what to go to jail to stop what you didn't stop anything you stopped yourself from going back to your job because now you in jail for defacing a government property it doesn't make any sense these people were given the green card to do whatever they want because they were white no tear gas no arrest no dogs no force national guard was called late they knew this was going to happen from what the news says donald trump called them to do this to go and and protest he said you should be angry because i am angry he fueled the fire He fueled the fire. But because of the color of their skin, it was like they got away with it. Even though most of them who who 
vandalize that building won't get away with it but then but in the moment it's like sometimes it doesn't even matter what happens after the fact it's what is happening in the moment in the moment it showed so much disrespect to other americans it shows so much disrespect to what we are as a nation and it's a constant slap in the face to black and brown people that you can't do nothing but we can do whatever we want because we're white and we can come up in here and we can knock over barricades and we can storm the capital for the revolution and we can um vandalize this building and we can go in and and make you scared for your life because we're white and you're not going to do anything but look at us and spray pepper spray in our faces that's it that's it it was shameful it was at this point we were probably looked at as the united states of shame the world was watching and looking at us saying oh look at them I remember when they was killing them black people because they were out there doing a peaceful protest because of pro- police brutality against black and brown people but look at them ain't nothing happening to them not nothing nothing but there's always a silver lining to something everything that happens in our lives every experience that we see good or bad we can always learn from it and I learned from it. Me, I think sometimes I can be too deep as a Christian. But sometimes it's, it's, for, my, it's, it's for my good. It could be to my detriment. It could be to my good. But I saw some lessons in this. And I think there's something that we need to take from this. So the first thing I took from this. Because they taught me a lot of things. Those people... They taught me a lot of things. They were they were courageous. They had no fear about what they were doing. They weren't scared and they were not backing down at all because they were given permission to do what they were doing. They listened to their leader. They listened to their leader. So I, I want to ask you something. I took two things away from this. First of all, we, not only as Christians, just as people in our lives, outside of that mess that we saw on TV, just in your own personal life, based off what you're trying to do, what you're trying to become, what you're trying to master. Two things. Whatever you're trying to do, be in position to answer the call. Be in position to answer the call. Those people were in position. They were ready. They were ready. They got the call and they went. Are you ready? Are you in position to answer the call? A good friend of mine <laughs> says this all the time. He says, if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. From a spiritual side, are you in position to answer the call of God? Are you? What's your calling? 
I'm not talking about as a pastor or as a minister or a deacon. Are you called to be a leader in your own circle, in your own group of friends? Are you called to stand out? Are you called to be a teacher, to teach people how to live certain ways, how to do certain things? If you're great in your finances, are you are you called to teach people how to better to be better with their finances? Are you called to be a teacher and to help people on how to do what? Anything to to eat better, to live better. Anything that would help someone keep living their best lives. What are you called to do? And are you in position to answer the call? Because when you get the call, you got to be ready. You can't go, oh man, I ain't even ready. Shoot. I even go back to school like I said I was supposed to, like God told me to do. I didn't even take that class. I haven't been uh, exercising. Am I ready? Am I ready? Am I? You say you're called to be a wife? You're called to be a husband? Have you been putting yourself in position to be those things? Have you been putting yourself in, self in a position to, to, be, to be the manager at your establishment? The leader? Are you putting yourself in a position? You say you're called to be a, a mother and a father. Are you putting yourself in position to be a great parent for your child? Not a perfect parent. But a great parent, a parent who can show their children good values and good morals and how to be a good person in this world. Are you healing yourself? Are you doing the work to get into position? So when the call is made, when God says, okay, I see you're ready. You can do this now. You can own your business. You can buy your home. Are you, are you looking at your finances? Do you have a budget? Are you taking care of things that you need to take care of so that when when the call is made, you're ready? You're like, yeah, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, God. I'm ready to walk right into what you called me to do. You got to be ready. You got to get ready. I don't know if anybody listens to T.D. Jakes when he goes, get ready, get ready, get ready. You got to get ready. And you got to stay ready. You got to stay ready. To answer the call whatever it is it may be something small like god may be calling you to, to forgive he's like look i'm calling you to forgive you need to go and forgive have you healed yet i, I need to call you to serve not only in the church but in the community you're doing so much for the, the church but what, what are you doing in the community what are you doing in your own home are you serving at home you may already be a husband or a wife are you are you doing what you're supposed to do for your spouse? Are you serving one another? Number two, don't back down due to the resistance or the weight. Life will bring on adversity, but you have to be grounded and stand firm on your call because nothing in life worth having is easily attainable. You can't back down. Those people did not back down. They didn't back down at all. They kept going. They kept going. They had a mission. Even though their mission ended up being aborted, even though they did not, their mission was uh, founded on hatred and things that were not of God and did not help people at all. 
they still they they's like oh, we ain't gonna back down until they make us back down and that's that is that is the posture that you should be in that we should all be in we are not gonna back down from what god called us to do until the mission is completed until we've done what god told us to do don't back down it's gonna take time it's gonna take time like i said nothing in life worth having is easily attainable you can't back down because of the weight because it's taking too long everything worth having takes time you get pregnant you don't have the baby in six weeks it takes nine months to ten months to have that baby and then when you have the baby it's like oh man all of that was worth it all that heartburn <laughs> all that having to go to the bathroom every five minutes that labor it was worth it getting that weight watering like a duck all of it is worth it going back to school if that's your choice or going to you know take a class the length of time that you have to complete that course or that class or that college degree it's worth it because now you get to step into what you want to do you get to step into your purpose and your passion you want to get married if you want to do it the right way you decide you want to do premarital counseling it takes time six to twelve weeks maybe even longer to get to know each other in the real way and not just that that surface stuff to go deep so that you can get all that stuff out so when you step over into marriage you can be better for it and better for each other when you go and take your car to the shop you gotta wait two hours yeah it's a long wait you get frustrated and you want to sit in there keep looking at the same show over and over again or keep seeing people coming in and out in and out and you're still waiting but this person just dropped their car off and now they're leaving their car is fixed but you've been sitting here for two hours you're like why is my car because you're waiting for something you're not gonna get up and leave you're not gonna get up and leave and say you know i don't even want my car forget it y'all can keep it no because that car is valuable to you it means something it's a means to an end instead of having to walk you can drive Instead of having to catch a bus, you can drive. Nothing wrong with walking. Nothing wrong with taking a bus. But if you have a car and it needs to be repaired and you take it to the shop, you're going to wait for it. Everything in life worth having, you need to wait. It's not easily attainable. You got to wait. You got to wait. You can't give up. Like Diddy say, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. You can't back down. You have to be in the mindset, I won't back down. My family won't back down. We cannot back down. We can't back down from what we believe in. We can't back down from our standards. We can't back down from our morals and our values. We can't back down from what God called us to do. The devil don't back down. Those people, your enemies, those naysayers, those haters, they don't back down because they want to see you fall. They do not back down. They don't give up. They're on you all the time. Especially if you're if you're answering the call, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You can't you can't back down. So are you ready to answer the call? Are you in the position to answer the call? 
And you may be like, man, I don't got everything I need. Well, get it. Get what you need. Find out what you need. I was listening to T.D. Jakes the other day. I've been on T.D. Jakes. Um, He says, you are everything you need to be for what God created you to do. Stop thinking that you need to do so many other different things to do what God created you to do. You are everything you need. God has already equipped you to do what you got to do. So don't back down. Don't back down from your passions. Don't back down from fighting for other people. If you're if you're an activist, keep fighting. Don't give up. As black and brown people, we can't see that what we saw on Tuesday and say, man, we should go ahead and just give up because ain't no need for us to be fighting. Because look, look, they ain't do nothing to them, but they did everything to us. No. We got to keep fighting. We got to keep standing for what's right. We got to keep calling out the spade. Call a spade what a spade is. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. But you got to call out what's wrong in order to make something right. Okay? Okay. So don't back down. I'm not going to back down. And I hope you don't back down. Be in position to answer the call. And when, you, and when you answer the call, don't back down. Keep going. Keep moving. I know. You're like, man, it's only been the first week of January. We're we the first week into 2021. And all this stuff is happening already. It feels like one thing after another is happening. And, and, and the year just started. Hey, and it's going to keep being that way. Life is full of adversities. Ups and downs, the good and the bad. But you can't give up. Cry. Go ahead and cry. Be be mad. Be upset. But don't act on it. Don't hurt nobody else because you're upset. Don't make nobody else feel bad. And don't stop working on what God has already put inside of you. God has a plan for us. He's going to see us through. And he's going to make sure that we complete it. But you got to let him. You got to let him help you. You got to let him do what he said he's going to do for you. And he needs you not to give up. I know you say, well, I heard, I thought, you know, God don't need us. No, he does. He doesn't need us per se, but he needs us. He needs us to do what we're going to do so we can be a blessing to other people, not just monetarily. People can be blessed by seeing how you lived your life. How they seen you go through all that mess and still get up each and every day and still face the world and still go to work and still try to find another job and, and still keep being the mother that you are and the father that you are to your children. They can see you go through all that mess. They can see you go through the hurt and the pain. They can see you having a bury your 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 family members they can see you and you still moving your life is a testimony for somebody else he needs you to continue to do what you're supposed to do so that you can bless somebody else i get blessed when i see people doing what what god told them to do it blesses me it blesses me and it inspires me the inspiration is the blessing the inspiration is the blessing don't give up be in position to answer the call and don't back down because let me tell you something the other people 
they ain't backing down. They believe everything within them that what they're doing is right. So don't be like so many who give up. Don't be. Don't be that. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your friendships. Don't give up on yourself. And don't give up on God. Because he will not give up on you. He absolutely not will give up on you. Okay? Okay. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to me today. This is episode 42 titled, We Won't Back Down. We won't back down. We as a country should not back down against people who want to make this country look like a hateful country. We have to continue to show love to those who hate us. And we have to continue to do what God told us to do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's podcast quote of the week. I wrote down so many. I wrote down so many. (laughs) But um, I want to say, I think I said it already. It was, you are everything you need to be for what God created you to do. And that's from T.D. Jakes. You are everything you need to be for what God created you to do. Okay? Okay. Don't look to the right or left. Always look up to God because he knows what you need. And he will be your shepherd, be your friend, be your provider, be your protector. And be everything that you need. And he will equip you with with everything you need. Okay? Okay. So thank you so much for listening today. Um, You can reach me on Talk It Up with Tierra Monique on Instagram and Facebook. You can go to my website at everythingtiramonique.com. You can send me a voice message on anchor.fm and Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Google Podcasts and Spotify um, and Overcast. I think it's a little bit more, but just Google me and you'll find me. You can email me at talkitoutwithtiramonique at gmail.com. And you can like and, sh- and subscribe and share and follow me so you can get those notifications. So whenever I post anything, you will be able to hear it first. I am so thankful and honored that you decided to listen to me today. And I hope that anything that I said today resonated with you and made you want to do something different. Okay? Yes, it's a new year. You don't have to live in, in, in the prison of the negativity of your mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, you can be better. And you can continue to do what God has put in for you to do. Okay, okay. All right. So seek God first in all things. Love yourself and love others. Be kind to yourself and other people. Never stop learning. That's something new. Never stop learning. Never stop making yourself better. And until next time, God bless you and smooches. Thank you.